Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Sorry about that. That was my kid. What'd you just say? I said sorry about that. My kid just came in. You call your son Little Chief? Yeah. What'd you say your name was? Frank. Frank Sullivan. Is this some kind of joke? Gordo, is that you or you you messing with me? I ain't messing with you. Look, I'm just trying to figure out. You're telling me your name is Frank Sullivan. You live in Queens, and you want to know how I called the first game in the 1969 World Series. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to know. (laughs) Gordo, if if this is you, so help me. What'd you say? Gordo. What'd you say your call station or your 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 call letters were? W2QYV. Now you listen to me. My name is John Francis Sullivan. I live at 343 42nd Avenue, where I lived my whole life. And I saw the first game of the 1969 World Series right here in this house 30 years ago. Bullshit. My father's name is Francis Patrick Sullivan. He was a firefighter and a diehard Mets fan. And every night when I went to bed, he sang to me, take me out to the ball game. Hey, who the hell are you? Everyone and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we discuss the movie where some shiny lights allow father and son to talk through time about the lesser New York baseball team. Oh, and also stop some murders. Starring Dennis Quaid, Jim Caviezel, it's 2000's Frequency. But first, he's the son who can't program my VCR to my dad who keeps having to save him over and over again. And he's filling in for James this week. It's Caden. How are you doing, Caden? I'm doing good. Just trying to get this stupid clock in the VCR to work. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Were you even alive when VCRs were prominent? Yes. Yeah, I grew up with a VCR. Oh, damn. And he's the <laughs> doorknob who takes financial advice from a guy over the internet and happens to get lucky only to find the bottom falls out any day now. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I would have gone with Google or Apple. Uh, Google. There. Did Google? Ex- yeah, Google did exist in 2000, so... I don't think I don't I, think Google was as prominent as as Yahoo was at this point, though. I, I would have known by now. You would have, yeah, yep. sure, yeah, because my time travel uh, kung fu is a lot stronger than this movie. I don't believe you, Caden. Mm. Do you know what's happening around CBC this week? He doesn't. Uh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine that. Simply he Stogie's really doesn't. About- <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> no, I imagine Simply Stogie's probably talking about some sort of cigar or cigar accessories. Um, uh, spoiler, they die. He's probably talking about some murder case. Uh, maybe it involves time travel. Not sure what Eyes Forward March would be doing. So you have um, your thumb on the pulse of, uh, of CBC is, is what you're here. saying. Have you, yes. have you heard let, of let our new show? No, 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 let me help him out. Let me help him out. Yeah, so we got a new show that came out called Stay Wild Trauma Child. It's from two ladies who talk about bad trauma that has happened to them and how they coped with it. And uh, uh, from what I understand, because I haven't watched it or haven't listened to it yet, uh, mostly because I don't want to cry my eyes out at work. Uh, because apparently that happens in this first one. It hits you in all the feels, but then also makes you laugh a little bit. So that's cool. Also, coming out on Friday, we have, uh, Friday, May 7th, uh, we have a new show called Smoking and Drinking in Capes. Uh, It is a superhero podcast from three guys who wish they had powers. Uh, It stars yours truly, uh, Jason, and we were forced to bring James along despite my protests. Something about dirty pictures that Jason has of me. I don't know. Wait, uh, no, no, no. The, the whole reason that James and I got roped into this and you're hosting is because oh. of the blackmail that you have on us. Oh, it's because of the dirty pictures I have of you. That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. I get confused sometimes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, check that one out. Uh, that drops on Fridays uh, every week. 
And uh, also check out uh, Stay Wild Trauma Child, which I believe is Mondays, I believe is when they're releasing. No, Wednesdays. Wednesday. No, Tuesdays. Wednesdays. Okay. Depends on what calendar. If you're looking at a Canadian calendar, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. a random, random day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, they have good, they have, uh, they have something going for them. They are uh, not Canadian. So that helps. They are not Canadian. You're right. Yeah. Rob, you got any yeah. news for us this week? I do have news. Let me switch over to the news since I had to uh, pull Caden's ass out of the fire for not being ready. Uh, First news is um, there is talk from Giant Freaking Robot. Uh, They shared some insider information that Marvel is trying to figure out a way to get uh, John Berthnall, who played the Punisher, to face off against Spider-Man in the MCU somehow. Wait, uh, when did he play Punisher? I thought that was uh, he, uh, that he uh, played Jane, Punisher. What's his face? Jane, yeah, no, Tom uh, Jane. That Tom Jane played it in the movies. John played it in uh, Netflix. Oh, it was the Netflix. So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I never yeah. watched so any of the Marvel it. Netflix stuff. Right. So apparently, Charlie Cox is set to return um, potentially during this next uh, Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. Uh. That's been the the rumor going around. Uh, they're looking to get John Berthnall in there somewhere, probably not in time for No Way Home, uh, but maybe a future develop, developing story of some sort. So I'm starting to get a little worried with the amount of names that they're putting in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's getting really, really crowded really, well, really quick. I, I think, you know, and some of those names might just be uh, quick cameos or something like that because you know supposedly uh, we're doing Spider Verse type of situation. Sure. Um, for this one, so maybe a lot of them are just cameos. You know, they're just throwing names out there to create buzz, and you'll see them. You know, a la Julia Louis Dreyfus. You know, ten minutes total. Well, yeah, but the with the number of names that they're giving out, ten minutes for each name is going to be a lot of fucking screen time. No, no, no. It's going to be, it's going to be like, uh, they're going to do the reverse, uh, social justice warrior, uh, female superhero shot that they did in in game. They're just going to have all social justice warrior shit. I don't know. Uh, I'm channeling my inner, uh, James today. I was about to say James Um, has been rubbing off on him. Yep. Yep. They're going to all just line up and they're going to do rub against each other a lot. Uh, more than, you know, James, you call me. Some, you guys do some weird call stuff me in your James. free time. Uh, James. Oh, wait, sorry. That's supposed to be I am uncomfortable. So what happens whenever <laughs> one of you two gets in a restraining order against the other? How are we going to do this? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we can, we can talk. We just can't be in the same room together, which makes okay. me sad. Uh, next news. Uh, there is rumblings and grumblings that uh, Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash on the CW, wants to quit after his uh, contract is up this season. Um, there's a lot of grumblings out there that uh, they are not happy. Pe- multiple actors are not happy with the way the producers and the higher-ups are treating the actors and actresses. Um, Dominic Purcell, who plays... Um, Fire, uh, I don't know. He plays McRory. I think that's uh, uh, Fire, Fire, Hellfire. I don't know. Um, I don't know what his superhero name is. He goes by McRory on the show. Um, uh, he posted a um, Instagram tweet that basically said, hey, I'm done. See you guys later. Um, you know, I'm done, you know, because of crap. And then he took it down. So... We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's CW DC stuff is another thing that I, I've never watched, so I don't know much about it's too it. Bad. No, too bad. it's some really it's, not. Some of it's okay. All yeah, right. And, saying uh, some of it out of the mass amount that they've put out is not a ringing endorsement. Right. Okay. What else you got? I got the last thing I've got is uh, is anybody looking forward to a sci fi Chris Pratt show? Uh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking perfect. forward to the next Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah, no. Uh, this one's coming a little bit sooner. Uh, in July, Amazon is releasing a movie called The Tomorrow War. Features uh, Chris Pratt and uh, oh, and um, Yvonne Stravowski. Oh, uh, Miranda who played Miranda. Yes, Miranda in Mass Effect. Or, she also played the girlfriend uh, Sarah, in Dexter. Sarah in yeah. Chuck. Yeah, played Sarah in Chuck. Comes or, out July second. Let's see. There's a trailer out there. Looks kind of interesting. The is that uh, based off a book because that sounds familiar. I don't. I don't know. The I'm. Um, I'm looking here. It is uh, a. F- let's see. It's directed by um, Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movies. Um, it is a science. Uh, science fiction action time traveling movie. Oh, the, uh, Chris. Yeah, it, it, it checks all three of the boxes that I need. Um, Chris Pratt's the lead. He's a regular guy from the present who is recruited to travel to the future to help fight a war against some evil aliens. Um, so, Well, that sounds pretty there. generic. Yeah, not much there, but right. uh, hey, it's Chris Pratt. I'm okay with that. I'll definitely give it a try. Yeah. Amazon yeah, stuff good. is kind of hit or miss. Some of their movies are really good. Some of their series are really good. And then some of them are just kind of meh. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping this one is good. It looks kind of interesting, at least. Uh, All right, who's my, ready for uh, a pod crawl? Yes, I please. Am. Let's do this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. It's 1969, and even the sun is getting into the free love era by throwing a psychedelic basher on Earth. Frank Sullivan is a New York firefighter and Mets fan, the poor bastard, with a young family living an idyllic life in Queens. Frank is a daredevil, though, doing things like swimming in gasoline near live power cables and talking to strangers over the 1960s version of the internet. It's during the Sunspot disco that he starts talking to his new online friend, John, after Scott Pilgrim found an old radio in the closet and age sex location the first person to answer him. It turns out John is his son from 30 years in the future, and they have a lot of catching up to do since Frank is going to die tomorrow. Frank, while a carefree 60s kind of daredevil, still has so many camels he wants to smoke, so he says nah, and changes his mind last minute about taking the smoky stairs and opts for the fiery slide instead. This changes the course of the future, where Frank doesn't die a fiery death, but dies a cancerous death due to all the camels he wanted to smoke. John isn't really cool with the medical bills his dad left him, so he tells his dad to cut out the smoking as he drinks whiskey straight from the bottle. John also starts to remember his mom dies instead, about a week after his dad would have died, and was a victim of a serial killer that was terrorizing the area. But John is a detective, so he's going to tell his dad how to fumble fuck around to try and catch the killer since John knows where he will strike next. John sends Frank to a bar where the next victim will be found, and Frank introduces himself to her and her friends, and they all have a great time not getting murdered. This fucks up John's plan since he wanted to know who was going to try and murder her, so he sends his dad to another bar where the next victim is going to get murdered. Turns out, the next victim lives over the bar, and as Frank is watching her, he gets the shit beat out of him by the killer who saw him in the last bar and has some shallowly repressed rage at not being able to murder someone the night before. He steals Frank's license, leaves Frank unconscious in a puddle of hepatitis, and heads upstairs to murder Bill, and uses Frank's ID to frame him for the killing. The next day, Frank is telling John how he can't get the smell of piss out of his nose, and John tells his dad to leave him some spending cash under a floorboard, and maybe he can lift some prints off the wallet. As John is running prints, Frank's pal, and detective in 1969, Satch, wants to have a little sit-down with him at the station to talk about a murdered nurse with his license laying underneath her. Frank convinces Satch that he's Nostradamus by laying out who will win Game 5 of the series that day, but Murderer McMurderface comes in to take Frank out while Satch is lunching with Frank's wife. Frank shocks McMurderface with his awful knowledge of electric circuits, and races out of the station after flooding the place with his in-depth firefighting knowledge. Murder Guy chases Frank, and they thrash around a bit in the water before Frank tries to kill McMurderface with tetanus. Murdery escapes, and Frank heads home to talk with John. In both timelines, Murder Death Kill goes to the Sullivan residence to do some murders, cracking both the Sullivans in the head and cuffing the Elder while trying to shoot the Younger. The Elder escapes in his timeline and manages to shoot MDK's hand off with a shotgun, 
which distracts the future murder guy enough that Frank in the future can finish the gerb by shooting him in the chest this time. Everyone is saved, John's mom and dad are both alive, he has memories from three lifetimes all stuck in his head, his best friend is about to be in the poorhouse unless he sells those Yahoo stocks quick and roll everyone plays baseball and John has a son now because reasons, credits. All right, 2000s Frequency. So I remember when this movie came out. In fact, this was one of the first movies that I ever had on DVD, uh, which was kind of an experience back then. Wow. DVD. DVD. Wow. Um, why, why, why would that be your first thing? It's, it's one of the first movies. So you remember back then when, when you could get like, you know, 10 movies for a nickel or a dime or whatever through like Columbia house and stuff. And then you had to buy three movies at full price within a year later on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah, was yeah, one that, of those. That, that old pyramid scheme. scheme. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a pyramid scheme. It was just kind of a. Sure. We're going to overcharge you for three movies to make up for the ones that you, that, that we you gave took. you really cheap. Yeah. 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 So basically it, it kind of evens out. Yeah, this was one of those movies that they offered in in the the ten pack. So, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's an okay movie. I mean, it's it's not awful. Yeah, I mean some yeah, of the I don't, some of the I don't af- believe their time travel. You don't? I don't believe it. Oh well, nope. You're the expert, so why don't why don't you tell us why <laughs> you don't believe their time travel? Uh, I don't believe the their time traveling um, thing. I mean, it, it was it was. It, it was very inconsistent. How right? so? So, well, okay. So, you know, he burns the table and it just appears. Um, he's scratching into the table and it slowly shows up. It would just be there, I would think. You're um, right. It would. Yeah. You know, and maybe he didn't have a memory of it. That's fine. I can understand the human element so, uh, to an extent. Um I'll let that piece slide, but, you know, affecting objects around you, they should just show up. Maybe know? it's, maybe it's like a, a computer monitor, uh, where, you know, it has a certain refresh rate. So <laughs> shut up. Uh, it has a refresh rate. <laughs> it's, it's running at 60 it megahertz, or 60 Hertz or whatever. Yeah. Time, time travel refresh rate is messed up, you know, but then you got the whole, you know, the whole, uh, uh, loses his arm or loses his hand. And so it like shrivels away. Um, yeah. First off, it wouldn't just shrivel away because he got that shit blown off. So it, yeah, would, just automa- I, it would just be gone. Right. Um, you know, and then the whole, they know who the killer is. Right. So, so on Andre Bauer, uh, uh, Satch knows who the killer is. And yet, the guy was able to run around free for years. Like he wasn't, he wasn't a suspect until after the fact. That's not how time travel works. Yeah. So clarify when you say they knew who the killer was. Well, okay. So, so he find the, the uh, Satch knows who the killer is. It's, it's that cop guy, right? Cause they went after him and all that. It was those two timelines were running at the same time where they were, synchronized at the same time that didn't make sense to me yeah the only thing that i can do or that i can kind of explain so yeah there's some causal i mean there are definitely some causality problems in this movie um one of those being the the dual timelines where something that happens in one timeline is is automatically affecting in real time the the second timeline and that's that's not really how that would work some of that I could attribute to artistic license. It looks better on the screen if you see it happening in the future at the same time it's happening in the past. Yeah, okay. So when he's he's Somebody. carving, I'm still here, chief, into the desk. Yeah, that's a neat effect that he sees in the future. It wouldn't happen like that. So he would have carved that in the desk. That would have would gone through time. Um, as you know, I'm I've I'm still here, chief, and then. At the moment, I guess when there was uh, a there was when a John is talking bubble. to him. Yeah, There's when John is talking to him, he thing, would have yeah. gotten those memories instantly and yeah. then understood the context that he right. saw on that desk the entire time. Right. Kind of. I mean, they they kind of did the wallet thing 
correctly, where he put in, yeah, he, he, he I'm hid okay the, wallet the wallet and thing. Then, I mean, it was right. It was Schrodinger's wallet, except he didn't no, take no, anything no, 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 out Schro- of it. No, so. no, the wallet was not in a state of superposition until it was measured. That's that's not you how. You don't that know works. that. It was out of sight, out of mind. You don't know. <laughs> was it there or was it not there? It was there. He put it there. You know, and he didn't take anything out of the wallet, right? No, he so, no, he didn't. So the, the so money was still in there. Yeah. That guy lost everything that was in his wallet. Money, identification, or whatever was in his wallet. He well, didn't he already have lost it for thirty years. Yeah, the identification well, was already lost. Yeah. He lost his driver's license, but he probably had some sort of like fire. Apparently, oh, fair, they had yeah. fire licenses. Yeah, right, right. Because they had cop licenses. Yeah. So. Now, um, so they did the wallet thing correct. I, I liked that. I, I wasn't real fond of the the desk burning effects, but I kind of chalked that up to artistic license. I did have a problem with with the guy's hand getting blown off and it shriveling up in real time. I mean, that would have that would have been a major timeline cause as well, because when he got a, his hand blown off in the past, that would have altered his life drastically. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there 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 are probably things that he did. Uh, with having two hands that he might not have done, you know, only having one that may have affected his career and, because apparently he's right hand. So we, well, he seemed to be left-handed because he had the gun in his left hand. So it, yeah. that may have been yeah. his off. Yeah. So it wouldn't have affected. Yeah. Right. He just couldn't do the stranger properly. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that may have frustrated him even more, but you know, that could have, that could have had a uh, career altering, uh, changes in his life. Um, I mean, that, that, that may have set into motion a, a whole different set of events. And that's one of the things, one of the quabbles that I have with this movie is they, they, they made some major changes in the past timeline, but the future timeline seemed to stay pretty much intact with just a, a few alterations. Like his mom got killed instead of his dad early on because she was actually there to save uh, murder murder faces life instead of having to leave early because his dad died. Right. Um, you know, things like that kind of. Yeah. So, so now I think this is what I saw, what I heard. Um, so Mick, uh, Nightingale murderer, the Nightingale killer, he killed his first victim was his mom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Why? She was they a nurse. They didn't explain. They didn't explain that, did they? Yeah, they didn't so, really explain that. They didn't give him a lot of backstory. Just that he was yeah. the killer, and he was a serial killer. He killed nurses. His mom was a nurse. She was his first victim. She. He, they never said why. Okay, I, I couldn't. I. I didn't know if I just missed it or. No, they. They. Yeah, they never explained it. The old age makeup did not look good. You didn't no. think it did? I thought it did. No. I thought I, it held it up okay really well. Quaid. It looked okay. It looked okay on Quaid. I didn't like it on Elizabeth Mitchell. You didn't? I, didn't like, I thought they did a really I, good job at not uh, overaging her. Okay, yes, but it it all it looked like they just added wrinkles to her face. Well, I mean, that's you what know? happens oh. when you get old. Yeah, but okay, so maybe I'm just thinking of Elizabeth Mitchell then and Elizabeth Mitchell now, which it's already it's almost been one it's been 20 years since this movie um and she still looks tight right right well so but I, she was also older in this movie than she really was in real life she was only 31 when she did this movie she was supposed to be around 40 when she did uh when her character was supposed to be close to 40 according to if if she was matching with uh Dennis Quaid's character oh uh in the 60s she was supposed to be close to 40 yeah yeah and then Wow, they had a they had a kid late. Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody wow. had kids, you know, really early, way back in the day. But that's all the woman's job is. Oh, Jesus! Sorry, that was Jesus Christ. Sorry, that was that was James coming out again. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's not. We've no, got no, a history of you saying no, no, shit like that. Was, so it was. It was so him. He's been trying to get canceled for weeks. You know, so. Oh my goodness. Uh, my, All my right, Caden. So what do you think about the movie? So I, when I first like, you know, just did a quick Google search on what this movie is, 
Um, so I was made in 2000, which I personally consider kind of a bad time for movies. So why? why? I mean, I'm trying to why? think. Uh, because there's, uh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on some of the ones that I remember seeing, but. Well, considering you were like one year old when this movie came oh, out. Yeah, but I've, so oh, I've watched movies was, since then. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't. Care Bears and Barney and Sesame Street, so they were terrible. <laughs> but no, like that's what I he's mean, basing it off of. Well, well no, so like, let's look and see what movies came out. In, Pitch yeah, Black, in Titan A.E., Memento, Romeo Must Die, Unbreakable, Next Friday, Next Friday, um, Boondock um, Saints came out in two thousand. Um, let's see, you, you're just Scream Three. That was okay. Oh. 102 Dalmatians came out. I mean, oh, you should have liked that. I don't think I ever watched oh, That's that. your fault. Is, it, is uh, it the live action version? Oh, of- no. You know what it was? He watched Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah that, that came, came out, out in 2000. It did. It's on the list also. High Fidelity came out in 2000. Boiler Room. That came Boiler out. Boiler Room was a good movie. Rules of Engagement was decent. Cast Away. Cast Away was. 28 Days. Pretty that came fancy. out. Oh, that's a good one. Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly was good. U571 was Tiger. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, wow. The first Expendables came out. Yeah. Huh. Are you on the- Oh, no, no, no. This was a made-for-television movie. Never mind. It's not the Are same you- one. Dude, Where's My Car came out. <laughs> okay. So you're making his uh, <laughs> you're making his argument, I see. Gladiator <laughs> came out that, that year. <laughs> Where's my car, dude? Mission dude, Impossible your car's, 2. Your car's gone. Yeah, Mission Impossible 2. Space Cowboys. House yeah. on, uh, Hallow <laughs> Man. Charlie's Angels. Highlander yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Charlie's, Angels. Charlie's Angels. All right, so it wasn't a okay. great year for movie. No. And like, oh, Spider-Man, the first X-Men came it? out. Didn't Spider-Man Oh, oh come yeah, out? That, was, that was 2000. Um, but I mean, and, and sometimes the effects were, at least to me, kind of kind of weird. Yeah, so movies I, from this time, I was which, not which maybe what I'm basing it off. I was not impressed with the effects of him uh, fixing the radio. That was those, those <laughs> effects like were shift, not good. You be, shifted over and I was gonna say you be the transition old. slider from scene one or from image one to image two. Yeah, didn't pretty do it much. For you. No, no, that didn't really do it for me. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a regular radio. And we're gonna kind of skew some certain aspects of it. Take a still of that radio and and skew a few a uh, few pieces of that picture and then reverse it in the movie and yeah no that didn't work for me that was not good <laughs> the uh yeah. the, his hand dissolving wasn't great yeah the sun flare sucked sunflower. at the beginning the sun flare sucked. oh the sun flare yeah so the sun flare at the very beginning that was that was bad yeah but you i think I, that I, was I, an effect no, it was real life. They got a camera, they went up next to the sun and took a picture of the sun flare. You know, we have pictures of sun flares, right? They could have taken stock footage and zoomed in on it. No. No. Okay. They got in a spaceship and went over there and You're took right. A they probably did it your way. They did it. You know it. Two thousand shoot, yeah, we had the technology back then. It's Christ. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so I, I saw that was from this time, so I'm like, eh. FX could be older, but it's whatever. I saw it was time travel, and I personally hate time travel in sci-fi because you can leave now. <laughs> well, because it's it's rarely it's rarely ever done right, in my opinion. Like it, it gets too convoluted. They take an easy way out. They don't, you know, explain it enough for the viewer to keep up. So you're just kind of left there going. What what's going on? Why is this happening? Um, but then because I watched plot. it. <laughs> right, but no, I watched it. And I I really liked it. I I liked that it was kind of a feel good time travel movie. Um, I did notice the the quabbles y'all had with it, uh, and I I kind of raised my eyebrow too at that. Um, I liked the fact that the all state guy was in there. Um, he's um, not the all state guy. He is Captain Holt. Okay. 
which I oh, find yeah. is quite yeah, nice. He is a detective in this movie, and then later on, he becomes captain of Brooklyn Nine Nine. It all matches also, together. Well, he and was also in. Uh, he was also in the, the another cop yeah, show. Yeah, but based in Baltimore, right? Which one was no, that? No, no, we don't. We don't talk about that one. What we're what we're seeing is that frequency is canon in the Brooklyn Nine Nine series. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god! Also, in between there, he decided to become a psychiatrist. Look, just jump with me, Perhaps. okay? <laughs> uh, but no, um, I thought most of the effects were decent. Uh, yeah, the time travel effects were a little weird. Um, well, there weren't many effects in this this show. I mean, there were the fire effects, but those were practical effects. They just lit a bunch of shit on fire. Yeah. Uh, and then the explosion. I mean, so gas doesn't act like that. The first fucking spark, if there were actually a room full of fucking gasoline, would have lit that place on fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, fumes. the fumes that light, not yeah, the actual yes. liquid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and I like the whole, I like the whole, oh, Live wire, it's about to hit. Reach over there and just grab it and keep it from falling. I don't know that I would suggest doing that, but <laughs> no, it's fine. You're not as long as you're not touching the exposed part, you'll be all right. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> you first. He's the main character; he'll be fine. Um, but no, also throwing a throwing an electrical cable on some water to shock somebody who's like insulated through leather boots is not going to work. Either. Yeah. I saw that and I, yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. I thought he was going to put a door or set up a, a door trap where whoever touched the doorknob first got electrocuted. You know, got a bit of a shock. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for a statue to come back and go, okay, I believe. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, uh, you're no longer on, on trial for murder of women, you killed a cop. Right. <laughs> oh, they just stacked that on. And your best friend, so congrats. Yeah, yeah right. good job. Good job. So I looked up uh, Northern Lights, and apparently it is possible to get Northern Lights in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, we've, very, so it's there, very hard. There have been Northern Lights as far as south as, as like, Texas. Uh, I've, I've seen them. Whenever I okay. lived in, in Northwest Texas, they, they, okay. it's, it's a very, very rare and it's got to be yeah. under special conditions. It's typically in the winter when it's really fucking cold and clear and there's a huge sunspot activity, but yeah, it can happen. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't see it happening for multiple days like it did in this one, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna, probably I'm gonna not. That, I'm going to chalk Especially. that up to time travel magic. Well, I mean, there there was a lot of time the magic box time magic in this. I mean, and this does this really even count as time travel? I mean, this it's a, definitely a time phenomenon. Yeah, it's I not guess time you could traveling. say I guess you could say it's time travel with the communication. So the communications yeah, the communication. are traveling through time, and the and like the any objects that you know travel, like for instance, the wallet, you know, traveling through time. Technically. It didn't travel. It didn't ah, travel fair. through just time. Kind of it just there. got forgotten. Yeah, it's like misplacing your keys and then finding them thirty years later. Going, oh, there they are. They traveled through time. Oh, <laughs> we're all traveling through time. Now, let's say technically, I mean, you just sitting there doing absolutely nothing is time traveling. See, Rob, you're time. a time traveler. You didn't even well, know it. Well, no, I knew it because according, you know, according to the Canadians um, from STD, uh, you know, we're from the future because we're an hour ahead of them. So. I'm, I'm traveling through time. I'm 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 more advanced and sophisticated than they are technology wise. You can't spell advanced and sophisticated. <laughs> um, I can for one of those words. Really? Which one? Yeah. Uh, a D V inst. Yeah, you nailed it. My God, perfect. Got it. Yep, perfect. Nailed it. Sweet. Advanced. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> oh my goodness. Sculling bees. Uh when's also, when's uh James coming back? Not soon not enough. Soon huh? enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's I, I see he's he's the intermediary between you two. Well, I think what we're just gonna do is replace Rob with James and then keep you on, so that's I'm Sweet. fine with that. I got my own show to deal with. <laughs> so 
Um, Look at you yeah. moving on in the world. Yeah, I am. I'm moving on up. <laughs> so, so was the mic on that radio? Was it just like a? Was it just a speakerphone eventually? Because they never clicked the mic like they did at the beginning. Well, so first they off, actually first they off, actually, Jim didn't ever. Yeah, and they they showed that they. Yeah. So this was some he sort of phenomenon it. with the Aurora Borealis that that's more of this like, you know, magic that happened that allowed the communications to travel through time. Okay. Uh, at one point, Frank is is sitting there tapping uh, the, the squawk bar and, and nothing happens and, right. and nothing's happening because, you know, John is, is talking over him and he's, you know, trying to hit the squawk bar so he can talk. But it's not it's not stopping uh, the communications because those, those radios were, you know, one way only you could either transmit or receive at one time. Um, right. so, but yeah. And so at, after that, they just, they didn't show, uh, they didn't show any, any tapping of the squawk bar, but when I understand those radios also had a Vox, uh, setting, so they wouldn't have had to have used that anyway. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. Can you guys imagine if you were to talk to, let's say yourself, you know, 30, 40, 80 years ago, if you're Jason. Um, Shut up. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, th- using a, you know, a World Borealis powered ham radio. How would you describe modern technology to them? Magic. <laughs> that's because you don't you don't understand it today and it's just no, magic look, to you look, so magic for one one uh civilization is just science that they haven't figured out yet that's not true it is true i heard it in a movie <laughs> i was about to thor, say i feel like you heard exact. that in a movie somewhere like, it was it was just thor. sunk into your brain magic is just science that you haven't figured out yet thank you thor um, but yeah, I, I describe it as mad. Well, it depends. What technology are we talking about? Yeah, what are so we like, trying to describe? Uh, like uh, cell phones, like touchscreen cell phones. You know, similar how John was explaining that cell phones existed. You know, in the nineties to his to his dad. I'd tell him, "Hey, you know that pack of cigarettes that you're smoking? Yeah, that turns into a phone eventually. <laughs> as far as like that size." You know, to give him an idea of the size. You were you know. so bad at describing <laughs> shit. That pack of cigarettes is going to be a phone. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you, weird guy. I'm going to get off of here. Go yeah. smoke my um, phone. Um, well, how how would you describe what a, a cell phone? Um, I mean, it depends on what past self I'm talking to. That's true. I mean... Yeah, are we talking uh, 2000s? Because I, I had a cell phone in 2000. That so was, if you were talking right? to yourself 30 years ago. 30 okay, years so ago. 1990. So, let's see. 90, 30 years ago, I'm going to be yeah in my middle ni- teens. 1990. Um, I was eight years old. <laughs> I mean, we knew about cell phones then. They were Did as we? big as a fucking brick. Oh, that's right. They were cars. They, they were <laughs> Cell phones were attached to cars. No, not or all of them. The other way or, was it the other way around? Cars were no, so they, they had those those large uh, handheld uh, telephones that were you know bigger than your head. Right, you had weren't to attached have, you to had a to, car. Yeah, yeah, you had to carry it in a satchel beside no, you. No, no, no. It was separate from a bag phone. It was like uh, I think Motorola had a big white one that had a huge antenna. It looked kind of like a, a wireless uh, phone uh, where you you had the antenna on top, but it was it was just a big brick. I was about to say, is it like the Nokia brick? Oh, I got one. Super big KR999 luxury retro telephone handset. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I see them. I mean, we knew of cell phones back then. Motorola. If I were describing a cell phone in today's time uh, to uh, my 15-year-old self, I would say, uh, think about a Game Boy that's all computer screen, color computer screen, but you can talk on it as well as a phone. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Game Boy's about that size. Cell phone for me, I don't know. I was eight years old. That would be hard to, <laughs> be hard to do. You'd be, uh, your, your young self would be too distracted eating crayons. I didn't eat the crayons. He does that now. <laughs> 
my palate hadn't um, hadn't matured to crayons yet. Were <laughs> yeah. you still yeah, eating dirt at that point? Uh, Play-Doh. I was on Play-Doh. <laughs> Lead paint chips. They're sweet. Mm. They're sweet. Yeah. Man. They taste like metal. Yeah. I don't know. Cell phones would be hard. Uh, I don't know how I'd do that one. Fair. Just because, just you know, for an eight-year-old, that'd be... That'd be tough. And especially me knowing, look, I didn't get, I didn't get a, uh, computer until the late nineties. So. But I think we're burying the lead here. I mean, why didn't he give his dad like lottery numbers and. Did, did they have lottery back there in this, back then in the sixties? I mean, he gave him. Well, well, okay. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to give give it to him in the sixties. He could have said, Hey, you know, this year. I mean, why don't you write these numbers down and these dates that correspond to these numbers and tuck them into your back pocket and then maybe, you know, a week or so before this date, you might want to buy a lottery ticket that'll exist at the, about this time. What he should have done was he should have uh, kept talking about baseball with his dad and convinced his dad to put some money on a couple of games so he could, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if... Yeah. Especially on the games where the projected odds were really low for the team that won. You could you could do that. You gotta kinda watch doing that because, you know, gambling's oh. illegal still in most states around this time. So he may have oh, may have fair. had to have gone to Vegas to do it legally. That's still. And plus, I mean, that would also risk time fighting back. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> time fighting back. Yeah, time okay. fighting back. Come on. It comes to yeah. the question that Caden's going to have to answer later on. Is whether or our, not this is more sci-fi. He's our James stand-in, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Also, so back to what you were saying about uh, most of the fire effects being practical. In the opening scene uh, in the sewer tunnel where the fire uh, erupted out of the manhole, were those practical? Because those look kind of CGI thrown on there. Yeah, I, I don't know about it. Yeah, I'm not sure about in the man or in the tunnel itself. I, I I don't know. I'd have to go back and kind of look and and see. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, in the tunnel. I was thinking. I, mean, it, I thought you were talking about like when it was shooting out of the yeah, manhole. Yeah, no, yeah, when it was shooting out of the manhole. If well, I had that, to guess, that I think was composite. Okay, it might have been. If I had to guess, um, if it was practical, they they did some uh, shifting of time in the film itself because it seemed like the. Fireball kind of hesitated to give him a head start to get up the ladder. Yeah. It was like, all right, I'm exploding now, but okay, you better hurry he and get up a, that ladder because here I come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had enough time to look at it and right. you know, introduce and it himself. Just kinda, and, it just kind of paused there. It was like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. yeah, like you do to little kids. <laughs> right. I'm going to get you. Right. I'm going to race you. Quit. You're too fast for me. So, so quick. It, yeah, it, even if it was practical effects, they did some they did some editing there to kind of delay the the fireball because those those move pretty fast. Yeah. So, do you believe that he could uh, quit cold turkey? I did on cigarettes. Yeah, uh, I can well, see I did. it. Yeah, <laughs> people do it. Yeah, yeah, takes yeah. a lot of willpower. It sucks. Okay. Do you think that? His dad dying would have caused more of an effect on like all the events happening around town and whatnot than just his mother died and a few more women you know were were killed because of the murderer being saved. You mean his dad not dying? Or sorry, his dad not dying. Yes. So yeah, that that's one of the quabbles that I have with this is is that one event that they reversed would have had well. Should have had a, a a pretty big ripple effect, right? But there's also a theory out there that says that the ripple effects of of time, if you're able to go back in time and, and change certain events, aren't as large as what some other theories suggest. That time is more like a river, and uh, it, it it's gonna itself. yeah, it's self correcting. It's gonna it's gonna flow in a in a direction, uh, regardless of of events that you you change in the past so yeah i mean i believe i i believe when they said you know okay you didn't die so now the serial killer is still 
out there because of these events. I believe right. that, and you know, there being more, uh, more murders and things like that. Uh, but I, I, I hate. I I don't think. I don't. I don't think one person can affect it, especially him, can affect it on a larger scale than what they showed. I mean, because what they sh- the one that they showed, yeah, that's a pretty large scale because it was one bad dude. Um, but, you know, if it wasn't him saving somebody in a fire, it was going to be somebody else saving that person in a fire. Well, maybe. Um, I mean, he did have a lot of experience. So yeah, but you would, you would that think experience other- isn't lost. There may be some more lives that were saved. Some of those lives that were saved that wouldn't have been saved previously may have gone on to, to do bigger and better things. Maybe. I mean, it, it's, it's a ripple effect that, that you, it's really hard to predict because it, it can grow exponentially. It's chaos. Life finds a way. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, with the interrogation scene between John and who they thought may have been the culprit first, this is why cops are usually pulled from cases that they're personally attached to. Right, right. Yeah, there would have been <laughs> yeah. a, there would have been a conflict of interest. And he did yeah. say, you know, that he was going to get pulled from the case and once he's pulled from the case, he's not able to protect him anymore like he was, oh. but No, no, no. He's talking no. about John. He's talking about when John was Oh, and his uh, mom going yeah. after the first. Mom, yeah. Yeah, when he was killer. taking the pistol off, making sure yeah. everything was free cuz he was ready to beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at that point, the case was was cold, so I, I can see him investigating the, a cold case that involved his mom, um, and he uh, just happened to not he just, when they get not when they get new evidence though. I I, I couldn't see so that. Satch I mean, was, was there. Satch was the supervisor. He was keeping okay. watch on him. He, Fair. He, and I was about to say, I think it usually depend on the supervisor. You know, if they feel comfortable letting him do it, and since since you know Satch is. A family friend, you know, he's probably like, "Yeah, let's let's let him do it." Yeah, I don't think I don't think Satch would have let let him do anything that would have jeopardized the case or his career because he's yeah. he stepped in pretty quick whenever he pulled out the fucking gun and started unloading it. And yeah. I was say, and his face his face looked like this wasn't the first time John pulled this. Right, like, John oh, seemed like a, John seemed like a pretty grizzled fucking disgruntled cop and who had who had uh, who's had a drinking problem for a while. Do you think that's why the wife left? Probably. Was she a wife? Was she the wife? Wife? No, girlfriend. 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 Was it a girlfriend? Girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's, I think that's part of the reason. Yeah. They never really explored that. They didn't really say, you know, why she was leaving. Just that he wouldn't change. Well, because I wish they did, because I want to say they showed her in the bleachers at the end oh, of the yeah, film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she and was I, at, in the bleachers with a, with a baby. Oh, ball. I yeah. missed that. Yeah, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, Double yeah. take when yeah, I saw so it. Yeah, she, so she has a kid now, uh, or he has a kid with her, uh, and then she was pregnant again. Oh, yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, I just yeah. I just saw him with a fucking kid all of a sudden. I was like, where in the hell did the kid come from? It was it was the yeah. girlfriend, because okay. they, show, they showed her. Somewhere in a picture or something like that. Uh, during so. during one of those. F- yeah, by this point, fixes. I was done with the film. I was like, eh, okay, let's get <laughs> this done and over with. Come I'm on, done. where's where's the ending credits? Right. I, need my, I need my end line for the pod crawl. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. All right, Caden, I got a question for you. Since you're playing as James this week, yes, sir. So Frequency, this 2000 film about time travel through the Northern Lights, is it more sci-fi than 11-22-63? Well, I mean, we got time travel via an Aurora Borealis uh, completely localized over uh, New York. Um, There's potential paradoxes. There's wallets being stowed away for 30 years. There's hands being shoveled up and dying after the blowing away with a shotgun. So I'd say, uh, probably not, because that's about the most of quote-unquote time travel that there was. And I think, oh God, I'm blanking. 11-22-63. Yeah, 11-22-63 was more sci-fi than this movie. Wow. Okay. Wow. It had more time travel. No, yeah, it had a so, closet. So the, the proper response, I think, <laughs> that James would have gotten was grumble, grumble, closet, grumble, grumble, diner. Not more sci-fi. Yeah. Than, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. Wow. You need to work on your James impression. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I need I need to start I need to start smoking cigars. No, 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 no. Hoarding, hoarding, (laughs) hoarding cigars. cigars, Yeah, I need to start hoarding cigars and and sticking phallic things in your mouth. I mean, you already do that, but the cigar part you need to start working on. The the I need to have Rob's mom come over. Sure, (laughs) why not? She gets around. (laughs) Pass her around. (laughs) All right, Rob, Uh you got a haiku for us this week. Yeah, so give me about 10 minutes. I need to rewrite this real quick. Um, uh, now, this one is titled Flexible Time. Can you hear me, Chief? Time travel will work for us. 10-4, good buddy. Nice. Yeah. nice. <laughs> really? Because I thought that one sucked, kind of like this movie. <laughs> the time travel in this movie sucked. It was, it was whatever. Yeah, Very it wasn't thin. great. Wasn't great. Thin. Very thin. All right. Who's got awards? You know it. You know it. Me, me, pick me, pick me. (laughs) All right, Rob. Who's got your who's got your black lung? Uh, I gave it to Frank uh, because of the cancer sticks. All right. Always. I also gave it to Frank, uh, especially because he was smoking in the fire department, which I found kind of funny. Right. Oh, back then they smoked everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in 1969, you could smoke in hospitals. (laughs) Fair. In in front of babies. (laughs) In fact, you'd probably give a smoke to a baby at that point. So, (laughs) Mazel Tov, you're a boy. It's good for the lungs. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Frank's going to get mine as well. Uh, First of all, just for, you know, chain smoking through the first half of the movie until he decided to go ahead and quit. Uh, and second, for smoking camels. Those are the most god-awful fucking cigarettes ever. All right, oh, uh, man, Caden, who has your camels. head lush? So I gave it to John Sullivan, not only for drinking with the Allstate guy, who I think kept him in good hands, uh, but I'll, yeah, it was, wow. it was for that. And for Why do you think he's the like Allstate guy? I swear he's the He is Allstate. not the Allstate guy. No, no, that no, is no, somebody no. completely different. He is not. He is the not Allstate the Allstate guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, he's not. No, he's not. Why did I think he was? I don't know. Be- wait, wait. Because he's black. Is that no. why? Is that <laughs> no. why? No. We have it here. He thinks that all <laughs> no. black people look the same. No. That's what he's saying. No, 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 no. I don't I think, think it, that's true. I think it may have been the voice. Ugh, fine. I don't know something about the voice. I don't know. Fine. All right, Rob. Oh, I gave it to John uh, for drinking some liquor at the beginning and then having a brewski chaser right after that. At yeah, home. John's going to get mine as well. So it's another three yeah. for three. I mean, he was yeah. he was definitely the fucking lush of the movie. Just, he needs to like take his own advice and quit yeah, drinking. He, he like, was drinking whiskey like like people drink cokes out of a bottle. He, he had a he fucking fifth of whiskey. Pops. He was just sucking it down like it was a yeah. diet soda. Pops the top of the bottle and just takes a swig. Yeah. All right, Rob, who's got your player? Okay, so I'm not saying that I want to get canceled, but if I did, I would say that my player award goes to Jack for raping and killing ladies. Jesus Christ. But... (laughs) I don't want to get canceled, so So you're my not going to say that, but you're going to say not, that. I'm not going to say that. My player award would instead go to John for knocking up his girlfriend. Yeah. You're an awful, awful person. Caden? No, I'm not, because I wouldn't have said that unless I wanted to get canceled. So I was originally going to say uh, to the Mets for playing a great game of baseball. Um. But <laughs> <laughs> instead, um, I'm going to go with the three girls um, who bought Papa Sullivan a drink at the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one nurse who was giving him the fuck me Yeah. She was giving him the fuck me eyes until he scratched his face and she saw the wedding ring. And then she was like, yeah. well, fuck. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. She was like, okay, whatever. No, she said, that's a shame or you can change it or something, didn't she? She said something. It was kind of like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
God. All right, Rob. Rob. Well, who's your player? Yeah, who's my player? Um, <laughs> so this one's a hard one. I think I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with John's girlfriend wife. So even, even through changed timelines, John was pining after her. And, and going in the for the end, same one. Yeah. yeah. In the end, they ended up together anyway. So it was almost like fate. Oh, yeah, because he went after her when, when she didn't remember him. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, he went yeah. after her to to say, I need to talk to you, and she didn't know yeah. who he was. Yeah. 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 All right, Apparently, Rob. she was like like a next-door neighbor or something like that. Or no, no, friends with uh, Goober. Goober. <laughs> Go, Gonzo? Gordo. 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 Yeah, friends Gordo. Friends with Gordo. There it is. All right, Caden, who's got your purple hippo? So mine's going to go to John for watching his entire life be rewritten in the flash of a few seconds. That's a good one. Rob? I gave it to Jack for watching his hand disappear. Yeah, that's got to be fucking <laughs> trippy, too. He's going like, what the fuck? So oh, mine's going to go to... Murder someone. Mine's going to go to Papa Frank for uh, getting told that you're going to die the next day and then also getting told how to keep from dying the next day. And then taking that advice and and living on and and totally changing and screwing up the timeline. Fair, that yeah, that's a good one. That that trip you, you up. You know his that whole day because you know he was told certain events that were going to happen that day, and as they were getting more and more true, you know he was freaking out of his mind. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. would be that would be a head trip in and of itself. I mean, just well, that's why like on the on the scene with the fire truck when they heard that the Mets won and. Uh, that dude sitting down was like, yeah, hey, they won. And he looked up and he saw Frank's face and he just went silent. He, yeah. he realized it wasn't a good well, time. Well, he was the, he was the, well, yeah, he was the rookie. You know. Proby. So, yeah. He uh, was the Proby. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Proby. All okay. right. Well, it's time to pick the next movie. And I see that uh, Rob has put a couple of more titles I did. on there uh, yes i did both involving time, time travel <laughs> damn straight we got timeline and time's up no timeline and in time oh in time in time yeah yep <sighs> all right well since caden is guesting this week uh i'm gonna allow him to pick the number which means that uh, no, no no he needs to pick the number and tell us when to stop so that when this is shit it is completely <laughs> and entirely totally his, his fault. fault. And exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm okay with that. Okay. Please Aiden, be something you that James doesn't like. You've got to pick 69. a number between... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, the movie took place in 1969. Between yeah, 1 sense. and 221. So yeah, no, is no. that still your number? Yep. Oh, God damn it. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Tell me when to stop. And stop. The suspense... I was about to say, it's killing me. Yeah, we, we do this every time. It's just utter silence from him. As he quickly tries to search, his, search for the movie. All right, yeah. well, this is uh, one that I haven't seen, uh, so I don't know if it's any good or not. But next week, we will be discussing the movie where an alien on the run from his own people makes friends with a girl. He tries to help her on her, her quest, but can be an interference. This stars... Jim Parsons, Rihanna, and Steve Martin. It is 2015's Home. It sounds like a dumb movie. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's uh, animated. Yeah, it's an animated movie. Animated from, uh, movie. DreamWorks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's a DreamWorks movie, so maybe it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah we'll home. see. <laughs> it's something James can watch with this kid. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Who have put that on the list? For, uh, <laughs> this uh, I think is one that was originally on the list. It's got my name. Oh, next I remember to it, seeing so. trailers for this. Yeah, yeah, purple, purple alien dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Like I said, <laughs> I don't have high hopes. It's got a it's got a sixty six rating on on like uh, IMDb. So Ooh. we'll see. Yeah, well, it'll be good. Here's hoping. It's not All right. like you care. Well, thanks, Caden, for joining us. We appreciate you standing in for James this week. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote or or say before we uh, head out? Uh, I, I do want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, and I would also like to say to all the viewers, to or listeners, I should say, to uh, be sure to join the Creep Brain County Discord. 
uh, where you can not only keep up on uh, all the announcements for all our podcasts and shows, but also interact with the lovely gentlemen and women uh, in our Discord, including these two idiots who do this show. And me. Well, thanks, Caden. We appreciate you being on. That's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Picks My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at setus underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon, and make sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. I'm glad he's not here. I really am. Novora Borealis, localized entirely in your kitchen. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. But first, he's the son that can't program my VCR to my dad who keeps having to save him over and over again. And he's filling in for James this week. It's Jason. It's Jason. It's It's Mini Me.